Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so military spouses can continue to make confident and informed decisions for their families. Because, let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, a veteran spouse, and your host for today's show. Let's get started. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. Really excited for my guest today. But before we get into our interview, I want to share a couple of announcements with you. The first one, and this is the one that I am most excited about, Holding Down the Fort now has a newsletter starting in mid-May of 2020. Similar to the podcast show, this newsletter will be curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. The best part of this newsletter is that it'll be in collaboration with the people we have interviewed throughout our show. So you will be seeing their content and their resources and and more of their stories will be featured in our newsletter. So sign up for that newsletter if that is of interest to you. Uh, Simply check out the show notes of this episode or you can visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to learn how to subscribe. Second thing is that Holding Down the Fort would not be possible if it wasn't for our sponsor and the company I work for, U.S. Fed Wealth. While most financial advisors help you plan for retirement, we help you plan for who you want to become. You can learn more about the people behind the company, such as myself and my husband, in the first few episodes of Holding Down the Fort in the second season. We have a couple of episodes there. And lastly, given these interesting times of all of us being told to stay at home, I think that many of us are more hungry for community than ever. That's why U.S. Vet Wealth also sponsors free action classes where you can get a chance to network with like-minded professionals via Zoom and learn actionable lessons you can implement right away. Or not, you could just hang out too. Every week we learn from best-selling authors covering topics regarding identity, self-development, and financial control. To learn more about these free action classes, please visit usvetwealth.com. All right, and that's all the updates I have today. Thank you so much for your time and please enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. I'm Jen Amos, your host, and I'm really excited because every time I get to do another show, it means that I get to interview another incredible person in our military community. So I want to introduce you all to Natalie Setare. Natalie Setare is an award-winning author, international makeup artist, and educator based in Wiesbaden, Germany. She believes that makeup is for everyone, and she teaches people how to shop for the right products and how to apply those products in a way that works with their skin type, skin tone, and their preferences. Her work focuses on teaching people to be smart consumers and eliminating all the white noise that can lead to confusion and frustration. She specializes in unsponsored, unbiased makeup advice that is 100% intentional and inclusive. Natalie uses her unique experience as a military officer in the work she does as a thought leader in the makeup world. She sees the bigger picture and is motivated to disrupt the stale, outdated ideas that exist in the industry. She is also passionate about helping aspiring makeup artists find their own voice and purpose through her mentoring and coaching services. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yes, it's my absolute pleasure. And I have to give a shout out to Jamie Chapman, who was interviewed on Holding Down the Four in season one, episode eight for connecting us. I thought I'd ask, how do you and Jamie know each other? Actually, Jamie was a client of mine. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, she booked me for a private lesson and we were talking and I loved her because she was such a straight shooter and Mm -hmm. she knew exactly what she wanted. She knew she wanted to learn. And then after the lesson, we went a little bit longer and I learned about her background. And then we realized we were both, I mean, she knew I already was an entrepreneur, but I realized she was really big into her space and she's really grown and become a dear friend of mine. So it's been a relationship that has just been such a blessing in my life. So I'm so glad. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I think she's incredible as well. I forgot how I connected with her. It was probably through my husband on LinkedIn somewhere. And I just love the work that she's doing with helping military spouses with career preparedness and helping them like find their you know ideal career with Begin Within. And it was really cool. I had met her for the first time at the Military Influencer Conference sometime last year. Where was it? It was like in DC. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I thought you were in Germany. She's like, yeah, I am. She's like, but I flew over here (laughs) for this conference. I was like, oh, that's so cool to like actually see you in person. So it was great to meet her and put a face to, you know, the voice and see the work that she does. And I'm just so glad that she has been able to connect me with you. Oh, she's awesome. I love her. And she's really got a great platform. And I can't wait to see what she's up to next. She's always up to something even bigger and better. Yes. So shout out to you, Jamie. I'm going to have to tag you when this episode's ready. (laughs) Say, we said a lot of nice things about you in the first couple of minutes of the show. She's awesome though. She deserves it. Yeah. Well, Natalie, for people that are getting to know you for the first time and given, I guess, the shift of things with this interesting pandemic, these interesting times, why don't you share what a typical day looks like for you nowadays? What keeps you busy and excited for life nowadays? Well, I think anyone who is a parent can probably relate to the fact that we have turned into whatever we were in the normal day and now doing it with kids at home. Mm. So I, I guess homeschooling, I'm really just passing on assignments. I'm the messenger (laughs) trying to keep my kids entertained without screens, which is hard, but they get way more screen time than I ever, ever could imagine. Like, I'm so glad for Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I'm really busy moving everything in my business online. So I'm really working on online makeup classes and developing a Be Your Own Makeup Artist online course that would accompany my book and really figuring out ways I can serve my audience during this time and the clients during this time. And so right now, a lot of people have time. So this is the perfect time for everyone to like actually learn how to wear makeup and practice. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, my classes kind of started small and mighty, you know, maybe seven people. And now I'm getting like 10 people from around the world coming to my makeup classes. And every week it's more people and more people. And they're messaging me saying, Oh my gosh, I never knew this, or I didn't know you could, I thought I had to, put on eyeliner this way, but I did it this way. And it looks Mm. so much better. It's just, it's so crazy how something so little can have such a big impact. So that's what I look forward to every week are my makeup classes. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, your background is a military officer. And so you went from a military officer to being in the makeup industry. And I'm just curious, how did you get into the makeup industry? It's such an interesting transition, right? Because I can imagine. <laughs> so, I mean, none of all my closest friends already knew deep down inside, I've always been an artist and I've always, makeup has always been my passion. Doing makeup on other people has always been my passion. Mm -hmm. But I did ROTC, uh, I went the whole Air Force route and commissioned. And I did that because my dad said, if I got a scholarship, he'd get me a car. So when you're 17 years old, (laughs) you're gonna like do whatever you need to do to get the car. So when I graduated college, I was like, dad, pay up. But then I wound up in the military. So I was already a really unlikely candidate to be in the military, but I sucked it up for the car. And then I found myself in the military. Wow. And, and, you know, I'm so glad I did it because I learned a lot of discipline and thick skin and just being confident. And I mean, things that I can never... They're invaluable life lessons that I've learned having had the leadership experience in the military. But I did eventually, it just, I paid my dues. I stayed in a little later and then I decided I'm going to go to grad school and Mm. use my post 9-11 GI Bill. And then I'll leverage my career from the military with grad school. And I'm going to have this like beautiful corporate job and it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Right. And I come from, you know, a Persian-German background. So art is not really something that you do for a career. It's always Mm. just a side hobby. And so I was getting like the side eye from my family. Like, what? Natalie, you're going to be a makeup artist? And I said, well, it's just going to be part-time. After grad school, my husband's active duty. And so I turned into an active duty spouse Mm -hmm. when I left. After I left the military, I went to grad school. And then after grad school, followed my husband who went to grad school. Mm -hmm. So it was back-to-back grad school, which was kind of nice because there were no uniforms. We weren't really in a military e-community. And so it didn't, the realities of being a military spouse wasn't really obvious, Mm -hmm. right? And it was during that time that... I realized I couldn't actually get one of these dream careers that I thought I was going to get because nobody would hire me Mm. because as soon as they found out in a roundabout way that I was a military spouse and I was only going to be wherever I was for a limited amount of time, the conversation would always kind of be like, oh, right? Yeah. And the only other jobs that I was getting were like out of the country or places that we weren't going to ever be able to relocate to. And so it was then that my, you know, I'm having this crisis. I was, you know, I left the military active duty as a captain. I stayed in the reserves until the rank of major. And I was trying to hold on for dear life to something, to some sort of identity. And my friends were like, Natalie, just you're so good at makeup. You should just do that on the side. And everyone was getting married at this time. And I had mm. done my friends' weddings and stuff. They're like, you're just so good. You should do it. I'm like, no way. Like, you cannot do that and have a <laughs> job doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. What do I have to lose? I was in California. And I went to the business office and got my sole proprietor and did everything that I needed to do to get legal. Mm-hmm. And I just started it thinking like, this is not going to work. And it 
totally took me by surprise when people started booking me and inquiring for their weddings. And I was starting to come to the top of the Google rankings in Monterey, which wow. is a huge, just, it was just, yeah. I was like, whoa, like I was starting and I was able to have a flexible schedule. Right. So I was still, I had at this point, my son, he was two years old or three years old. And so I was able to like be a mom and a wife and mm. have a business. It was really cool. Yeah. And it just kind of went from there. Like it just, that's kind of how it started. And the whole makeup education bit was, you know, when I'm doing the makeup, everybody's asking me all the questions. And I think my way of working is when I'm working on a client, I like to explain exactly what I'm doing because I'm six inches from their face. Right. Right. Which seems like in another world, like, you're like, no, that doesn't happen anymore. But, you know, traditionally I'm working very close in people's face. And I think the way that I make it a lot easier for them is just to be like, okay, well now I'm going to be doing this and this is what I'm going to be doing just to relax them. Mm -hmm. And I started just kind of educating them and answering their questions just to make my job easier because nothing is more uncomfortable than somebody painting your face and not knowing what they're doing. Right. Or not even saying anything, like just painting your face and it's just this utter silence. Like I already get nervous enough just go and get a haircut. And if the hairstylist is like not talking to me or not conversational, I'm just like, I guess I'm just going to be in my head, (laughs) you know, and it just feels really awkward. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then of course you get to the point where you have like your regular hairstylist and you just trust them with whatever. You're like, just do whatever. I trust you. You have to get to that point. And so it was a year and a half after I started my business, we had a move to Augusta, Georgia. Mm. And my husband had like a nine month training course there. And I was just then like really becoming more of a figure in Monterey makeup scene Mm -hmm. when we had to move and it was devastating. So I had to move my business. And that was kind of the first like, oh, wait, I'm really a dependent now and I'm a military spouse and I don't have the same luxuries as all my other friends Yeah, who are starting businesses and get to cultivate that local community, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's such a, it's a reality that I don't think people ever talk that much about. So I moved to Augusta, got plugged in reestablished my business in nine months. And then we moved to Germany Mm. and that was another big, whoa, I thought we were going to be there a little bit longer than nine months, but that's the military. And so I learned in the air force, I say it all the time. Flexibility (laughs) is the key to air power, right? Mm. So yeah. So we moved to Germany and I had my daughter at this time, she was four months old and so we're really grateful here in Wiesbaden that we can start our home-based businesses and register with the German government. I know that in Italy, you can't do that. Like if yes. you're a military spouse, you can't even have your own business. So I'm really, you know, I'm really glad that I could do that. So then I got plugged in here. It was definitely kind of a rough beginning, getting situated and starting your business abroad. Mm. But you know, I think because I had my military experience, because I had that kind of 
ethos to never give up, like that warrior ethos, like I'm not going to give this up. I didn't work this hard. I was able to just kind of approach it as, okay, what do I need to do? Like, what's the next step I need to take instead of saying, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'm never going to be able to do it. I just right. kind of said, okay, so I need to do this memo. Okay. And then I, after I do this memo, what do I need to do? And who do I, you know? And so I think the military and all senses of my business has been like, what's the next step I need to take? Mm. You know. Wow. Thank you so much for really elaborating on how you got into the makeup industry, because I think that at least for our listeners, it's very reassuring to know that your resiliency and your experience in the military community has really gotten you to maybe get quicker or more resilient or patient about establishing a new normal every time you had to move. And I think that in this life, it could be really debilitating almost like to know like, oh, we got to move again, <laughs> you know, and it just sounds like you found a way every single time. And I think that's very admirable. Yeah. Well, there's never a straight path. It's always what's the net, you know, you know, when you marry into the military or whether you join the military, you know, you just really can't make any plans. And I yeah. feel like once you kind of realize that you're not in control of anything and everything's going to probably be a last minute full of unknown, once you get through that, then you know it's going to be fine. I feel like that's when you can actually grow the most and get the most clarity is in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, when this whole stay at home order happened in like everywhere in the world, there was a part of me that wasn't really worried about anyone that's been affiliated with the military community because of the experience of having to start over so many times or having to adapt so many times. And so, you know, even for my husband and I, cause he's a veteran too, it's like, we haven't slowed down in our business. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, Oh, well, it's just kind of business as normal. Like we work from home anyway. I mean, I know I am counting my blessings. Like I know that, you know, situations could be a little more difficult for other people, especially if you have kids. And I feel fortunate that I just have this dog with separation anxiety, but I could train that. <laughs> we, we literally have a dog trainer right now teaching us how to like make our dog comfortable <laughs> being alone, even though we can't leave him alone right now, but we're still figuring it out like either way. But yeah, I definitely am counting my blessings in that sense. And also just the background that we have to just kind of make it business as normal yeah. despite what's going on. And so, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I feel like there's a question I feel like I need to ask and I don't know how to ask it yet, but when you understand that you have to start a new normal, like quite often, I think for like the average American, they do not do that. You know, like the average American stays put in one place for a long time or stays in a career for a long time. And so, you know, this pandemic is really showing people like there's a lot of changes that's happening in a lot of people's lives. Like this is like breakup season for a lot of people, for example. And, you know, a lot of people are really looking inward and making drastic decisions or making decisions they didn't think they had to because of everything that's going on. But despite that, I feel like that's normal for people in the military community. But I think my question is like, what do you tell yourself? What are some mantras you say to yourself where it's like, okay, I got to start over. But maybe it's not necessarily saying I have to start over. Is there a way that you word it for yourself to be like, okay, I got to establish this new normal, like everything's going to be okay? Like, what have you told yourself in the last two, three times that you've moved to, you know, really establish this new normal again? I am a binge learner. Like, I love 
reading self-help books and listening to self-help podcast. And mm -hmm. I love reading about ways that I can think about things differently and bigger than myself, I think. And one of the things that the example that comes to me is kind of for my business, but this example has actually helped me in so many other ways. But when I was doing my makeup stuff and teaching people how to do the makeup or I was explaining them how to do it when I was doing it as a paying client, I didn't realize over the years, people were leaving me reviews and testimonials and all of it had to do with education. Wow. I learned so much from our session and people kept saying, you need to go to Natalie and she's going to teach you. She doesn't just do it. She teaches you. But when I was doing that, I didn't realize that. And so I remember when I moved to Germany, I feel like I listened to a podcast or heard it somewhere where you need to go through all of your testimonials and all of the, like, what is everybody saying about you? Yeah. And so I feel like you can ask your best friends. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard that exercise to ask your best friends and describe me like in five words Ooh, or something and ask I all of your should friends. Do that. <laughs> yeah. And then see like, what is the core? Like, what are those things? And for me, like in my business, I was reading education. Natalie is a teacher. She loves teaching. She's such a good teacher. And I remember I was fighting myself. I was like, I can't be a makeup teacher. I'm a makeup artist. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then I said, but no, I need to listen. I need to listen. I need to go back. I need to see what's working. And then I was able to say, okay, well, obviously people think I'm doing really good at this. This is something I'm good. So I'm going to try taking this step and moving in this direction. Maybe it doesn't work, right? But at least mm -hmm. you're not just blindly, you know, throwing wet noodle at the, you know, window, hoping that it's going to stick. And right. I feel like <laughs> we can just learn and listen. If we learn to listen and look back and really intentionally reflect back on things that we do and things that make us feel good and things that feel right, I think it really helps us to make big changes and pivots. You know, like for yeah. me now, it's super easy for me to go into this online makeup classes because I already love teaching. I've already kind of been doing it. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really scared but actually this whole COVID thing has reminded me, hey, like, no, you can still do this. So I don't know if that's like a long-winded example, but it's one that I like to talk about because I feel like after I did that whole reflection, I'm like, oh my God, I was not a believer until like <laughs> before I was like, no, there's no way. They're just going to say the same things and all the things. Oh, I yes. loved it. But it was like, I think really intentionally looking back at things, or experiences or, you know, asking your best friends, what are you, what am I good at? You know, it was my best friends who told me about makeup. I didn't see it in myself. Yes. I love that. I think that's so powerful. And I completely agree with you. I was just talking about this on Emily Regan's like Facebook live show, like last week about like, sometimes if you don't believe in yourself or you don't know what to believe about yourself, you can start by you know, believing in other people's belief in you. Like, how do they see you? How do they perceive you? And what do they think you're good at? And I remember even for myself and my former business, like what carried me through 
were my clients' testimonials, just being reminded like what I'm good at and really focusing on that. And even today, just being open to what people have to say about me, like really paying attention to how I get complimented as opposed to like, you know, repelling it. Like, no, don't say that about me. Like, I don't believe you. You know, it's more like, oh, thank you for telling me that this is who I am or this is what I'm good at because I could really take that to heart and run with it and see where it takes me. So I think that's really awesome that, you know, you became receptive or you were receptive to what people had to say about you and come to find that it's something that you really enjoy doing and what you're doing today. Yeah. It's a great exercise to do. I think every few years, whether you're in the military or not, I think it's easy when we're in the military because we have those milestones always coming up, like the next move or the next Mm. assignment. But yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do now (laughs) is like see what the patterns are, I guess. Yeah. Let's get more into makeup education. This is something that like no one has ever really (laughs) like done for me. And you have a quote on your website that goes, I truly believe that makeup when applied well can transform us in so many ways. So let's talk a little bit more about like what makeup education means to you and what type of education do you really teach in regards to makeup? I think, you know, when you learn how to dress yourself or you learn how to comb your hair or you learn how to express yourself outwardly. I think makeup is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I took it for granted, right? I had a grandmother and a mother who cared about me enough to not only teach me how to wear makeup, but to teach me why and Mm. the reasons why I would want to do certain things or wear certain colors. And I thought that that was what was happening in everybody's house. Like anybody wants to wear makeup. I thought that that's what was happening. And then I realized I obviously am very interested in makeup, probably more so than like the average wearer. Mm -hmm. So I like studying the science and like kind of the optical illusions of it. But I think that when the word makeup, you can say somebody wears makeup and immediately you think of something. You have an image. Yeah. Like contour, for example. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Drag techniques. Drag. I was going to say drag. Like (laughs) these are are techniques that are used in theater and stage and drag performances. And then now they're popularized in, you know, mainstream makeup application. Mm -hmm. There's no right and wrong. It's all preference. It's all artistic expression. But Mm -hmm. I do think that we all have our own unique preferences, style preferences, personality. We all have our own unique skin type. We all have a unique skin tone. I mean, like seriously, that's why professionals have so many foundations and they have to learn color theory and how to mix so that you can make the perfect shade. And when you're a consumer, you're just like hoping that you're going to get one as close to your shade as possible. And there's a lot of frustration in that. And then even the word foundation. And so I just like to talk about makeup take a step out and be like, you know what, makeup is a tool that can kind of bridge how we feel we look on the inside with how we want to present ourselves on the outside. Mm. And it's not about contouring or baking or concealing or like overlining your lips. It's about a preference that works for you and your life and makes you super confident, right? Mm -hmm. And the confidence is not just wearing the makeup. It's also confidently not wearing makeup. Like, Mm. I think I see a lot of people hide under this, like it's an insecurity when they say, I don't wear makeup. I don't like wearing makeup. 
maybe they just never learned or and maybe they have, right? I feel like Alicia Keys was one of the few celebrities that stopped wearing makeup. And I really respected that because I know she knows how she looks when she would wear makeup, but she said, no, I don't want to wear makeup. Like I want to keep it real. And she mm-hmm. owned it. But when you don't know how to do it and you don't know how it can make you feel and transform you in a flattering way that matches how you feel on the inside and you just don't do it, then you're missing out. I have had clients that they still email me like, you've changed my life. (laughs) You changed your life. You know, you learn. And it's, I, I just don't know how to explain it. It's something that's so accessible. Makeup is so accessible and so superficial. Yeah. Have such transformative effects on us when we wear it in the way that works for us that makes us feel like like our best self. And I love that you brought up Alicia Keys because I was literally going to bring her up as an example, like someone that I look up to because I think she mentioned this in one of her recent interviews that like, yeah, she used to cake on makeup all the time and she eventually got sick of it. And I just love how, you know, she is as natural as she can be. And, you know, in talking to you about this, I really have, I guess, like undervalued or really just misunderstood makeup education. Because I think for myself growing up, I was never really a makeup person. I was a tomboy. But I would always, I told myself that I wasn't into makeup only because I saw like other girls doing it so much better. (laughs) And I remember in, I think it was in college, like that's when I really started to attempt like wearing makeup and trying out foundation. And I remember one of the first experiences of me going clubbing with my friends when we took this group photo, I could just tell that I was wearing the wrong foundation. Like my face looked like a ghost. (laughs) And I think from then on, I was just really insecure about, you know, the type of foundation I would wear. And then on top of that, like having like sensitive skin, I wasn't really sure what type of foundation to wear. And so for me, like nowadays, I mean, I feel like this has been really most of my life since I've been acquainted with makeup. I'm really just an eyeliner mascara <laughs> kind of girl. And that that's if I choose to wear makeup and that's kind of it. And I just stick to that. I feel like we could totally get you into some good foundation and good <laughs> matching, but like, if that's the thing is if there's no rule, I mean, there's, you know, like even a foundation, what does that look like? It could be a tinted moisturizer. It could be a light balm. It could be a full you know, coverage foundation can be a light coverage foundation. I mean, what does this even look like? You know, even understanding that there's not a one size fit all, like there's so many different things and also so much health benefits. I mean, contrary to popular belief, there's so much good skincare in makeup these days. You know, if you are into good skincare, it's almost sometimes better to wear makeup than not because at least you're getting some good nutrients and vitamins. I mean, these are things that people don't talk about. They just think makeup, oh, it's bad for your skin. Well, Ah. so is the environment, right? So is a lot of things that we just don't think of. And again, it's not about makeup, right? It's about education and learning your options instead of just looking at it as like this big thing, like a YouTuber makeup artist. Yeah. That's makeup for them, but that doesn't have to be the makeup for every day. And I would say most of the people who end up working with me are people who are less is more people like Natalie. I just, I just want a little bit, like, can you show me how to just kind of do a little bit, a few little things here and there. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's what works for them. Sometimes I have people who are like, I want the wing, teach me how to contour, like all of this stuff. I'm like, well, contouring is not flattering for most people. If you're a woman and you contour, you're probably going to look more like a man at the end. And then if you're a male and you're contouring, you're going to look more feminine, but right. you can go on about that. Uh, well, what I love is just understanding that makeup, it's not as intimidating as, you know, as long as you you know, understand the benefits of it. Like I've heard before when someone was talking about foundation, they said, okay, what would you prefer to have on your face, foundation or pollution? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, I guess foundation. But I think for me, it's just trying to find like the right foundation. I just haven't like really gone out of my way. And then with my sensitive skin, I've just maybe, I'm almost thinking that I've used that as an excuse to not even look into foundation. And I touch my face so much. (laughs) It's kind of like why I don't like to put on nail polish because I just, I play with my nails so much, but maybe that's the excuse I'm telling myself, you know, to not like really dabble into it too much. But this is really getting me to rethink makeup and understand that it could be more beneficial for me than not. Well, I think it's just another tool that can help express ourselves. I mean, that's really what it is. And so and I hate to say this because I am like super all about like not wearing makeup and I, I don't wear makeup every day. People who know me, see me, you know, running my errands and not wearing makeup, always skincare, always SPF, but like not always wearing makeup and people are like, you don't wear makeup every day. And I'm like, no, right. But I work with makeup every day, but I don't need to every single day. You don't, there's, there's no rules. It's a tool for self-expression. It's, and there's no real rules, but it's the education. That's the thing that we are missing. We're missing that connection Mm -hmm. between like even consuming, right? I mean, you can't unlearn things. You can't unlearn that your clothing was made in a sweatshop, right? Mm. So you can make an active choice as a consumer, whether you're not, you're going to support or where your money is going to go as a consumer. And it's just, it's not as scary as people think. And it's, it's just one of those things that I've become really committed to. My greatest takeaway so far is just understanding that makeup is a tool. You know, it, it doesn't have to be something so intimidating. It, it's actually a way to enhance whatever you want to enhance about yourself, whatever you want to highlight about yourself. And I think it's very similar to the clothes that we choose to wear. Um, and we wear, you know, we choose certain clothes because it brings out the best in us or makes us feel really confident that day or, you know, we just want to relax. And so I really like that you put it that way. It's more about how you feel as opposed to, let's say, trying to like fit in or trying to impress other people. And I feel like that's been a lot of your talk this whole time. And I really appreciate that because I think that, you know, going back to when I would say that I, I don't wear makeup, it's because I was envious of how my other friends would wear makeup that I was intimidated to put on makeup at all. But to just know that, you know, now if I feel comfortable in just eyeliner and mascara, then so be it. Like that's for me because it makes me feel good. And that's the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from our conversation. Yeah. I think that we are in a digital age where we're, it's, everything is hyper-visual. We're all on social media. We're on Snapchat. We're on Instagram stories or whatever, you know, like Twitch or whatever, like Tumblr, TikTok, all of them. And it's hyper-visual. Mm-hmm. And I do think though that image is really important, especially if you unfortunately 
want to be taken seriously and certain career and I mean once you get to a certain point you're fine you can like do whatever you want like Alicia Keys can do whatever she wants Mm -hmm. because she has gotten to that point but I guarantee you that there have been times where she needed to look the part right and I think that I would be remiss if I didn't mention that image is really important and the image you're putting forward is really important and knowing you know if you are uh like Kat Von D, right? She is, she's not my favorite example, but you, when you think, when you visualize Kat Von D, you know exactly like the kind of kind of brand she is, right? Mm. That wouldn't fit with Lily Pulitzer, right? It just Mm. wouldn't work. And I think that not her brand, it's perfect for her, right? Lily Pulitzer is perfect for her. And we all have our own brand and our image. Mm. So if it doesn't connect, especially as business owners, or if, you know, if you're Mary Kay consultant or whatever, and you're like Kat Von D makeup and you're like selling Mary Kay, it doesn't really go together. And I think it's actually going to hurt you if you can't learn how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so there's no right and wrong, but I think being cognizant of how important images, especially when it comes to jobs and interviews and, you know, um, networking engagements. I mean, I think everybody's kind of always looking. And so makeup is a huge part of that. Not that there's rules, not that you have to wear it. And just saying that knowing like, okay, how do I want to present myself for this and knowing how to do that and making sure that's in line with your personal brand, Mm -hmm. whether or not you're an entrepreneur or not. Like, I think that's really important. Even just changing your lipstick can make a huge difference. Yeah, you know, just, I worked with this entrepreneur and her brand colors at the time were orange and blue. And she was wearing this red lipstick and it was really pretty, but it clashed Mm. with the orange. Mm. So I found a coral color for her that was still had that red that she kind of wanted, but was more on the orange side. She changed it and she messaged me that her video editor was like, what is different about this video? Wow. I mean, it was huge. And I was like, we just changed the lipstick. We didn't change anything else about her look. And it completely made her entire visual image a lot more cohesive. So I think discounting makeup, it sometimes is not always the the right decision. Like there is power in it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, Natalie, this was an incredible conversation today about makeup. I don't think I've talked this much about makeup in my life. So thank you <laughs> for, for uh, indulging me in this and uh, really opening, uh, really helping me like reopen my eyes to the benefits of makeup. And even though people are at home right now, just like what you said earlier in this conversation, I think there's no better time to practice your makeup than now <laughs> because because you can mess up and it's okay because you're not going anywhere <laughs> yeah. or, or, or you can like practice it for the zoom calls that you have with your family or with your friends or even with your colleagues because that's where a lot of us are you know operating nowadays and that's like kind of the closest you know way we can be in contact with people is through these you know through video calls so this was really incredible natalie before we get into how people can get a hold of you do you have any more, like any closing thoughts on makeup education overall? If you want to learn how to wear makeup, you have to just 
commit and practice and it's makeup. It washes off. This is not tattoos <laughs> on your face. Like yeah. it's not going to hurt you <laughs> and have fun and experiment with color and don't worry. I mean, just don't take it too seriously, but know that you can learn it and improve. And over time you can find your signature look and do it in five minutes or less. I swear it's possible. Beautiful. I mean, it's not like a haircut that you can't undo. So I love that you said that's like, you just wash it off if you don't like it. Right. It's like people are like, I mess up on my island. I'm like, wash it off. Like it's <laughs> the worst thing that you have to do is redo your makeup. Like it's not the end of the world. <laughs> I love it. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for your time. For people that want to learn more about what you do and your makeup education and coaching services, how can they get hold of you? Well, I do have a book. It's called Be Your Own Makeup Artist. And you can find that on Amazon or you can find it at beyourownmakeupartist.com. It's a full color book. It's 114 pages of custom diagrams and before and after pictures. It's not sponsored by any cosmetic. I, I funded it. Beautiful. And it's gender neutral, race and age neutral as well. So I swear my 88 year old grandfather read it and he was like, maybe I should put on a little concealer. <laughs> I mean, like, I love he, it. It, granted, he's my biggest fan, but he, I don't think he would have ever read the book, but he found it really interesting. And um, yeah. that's my book site. And you can just find me at nataliesetare.com and nataliesetare on all of the social medias. Places. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. And if you did not get that, don't worry, that'll be available for you in the show notes. So you're welcome. With that said, thank you all so much for listening. We hope that today's episode gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. Natalie, thank you again so much for your time. And to our listeners, we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye.